0: Rome International Film Festival Hello again everyone We're back With the Rome International Film Festival podcast Can you believe it? (laughs) We did it Another one down Hi, Seth Ingram. How are you? I'm doing great, Roger. How are you? I'm I'm great, as we uh, are in the holiday period here, and that was our fake studio audience. We do want to remind our listeners that the Rome International Film Festival podcast is broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in downtown Rome, Georgia. We work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. And this podcast for Riff is specifically brought to you by Manco Logistics, which is a local logistics company serving, um, you know, getting freight moved coast to coast. You can find more about Manco Logistics at MancoLog.com. That's M-A-N-C-O-L-O-G.com. So now that the business is out of the way, let's let's talk Riff. How did the festival go, Seth Ingram?
1: Oh, it was fantastic. We had great attendance. Um lots of great films uh the town had a great time uh you know all of our films were like I say it was just a mar- remarkably well attended we made some great strides this year growing it so yeah, we were very very impressed with the,
0: how it all went um probably putting you on the spot here but numbers wise can you can you tell us what the attendance is you or do Well
1: you... yeah I mean it's, it's it's a little tricky because we sell passes plus we sell individual tickets we had over Over 5,000 individual tickets sold, uh, plus on top of the pass holders. So the attendance was was very well. Um, And we sold out. Our opening night was we had a line still out the door, when we had to cut off sales. And so we had to do an encore screening of our opening night film. Her name was Hester. Uh, so And then the rest of the festival, you know, it was lots of – lots of good attendance. Our venues are huge. So it may not always look like there's a ton of people in there, but they're, uh, you yeah,
0: know, the venues are huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, um, you, so from an attendance perspective, I think you said it's the second biggest crowd ever since, uh,
1: yeah, t- since 2017. And I think we may have had more total attendance this year, but not our biggest events are, are still the Burt Reynolds events that we did when we packed out the city auditorium for those. Yeah.
0: The late, great Burt Reynolds, the late
1: great Burt. Uh, but you no, know, they were, they were, it was a fantastic festival overall. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, I, I really think the community is starting to get more involved. Uh, you know, we had our diversity and inclusion partnership. So we had a, the audience was more diverse. Uh, and I think that was good bringing new people to the table, getting new voices, uh, heard, and also just exposing people to the festival that have never attended. I think that that was, that was very good.
0: Well, um, this is a kind of a sidebar question. When the festival is over, do you like sleep for a week? I wish I could
1: but because we're right at the end of the year. uh, We start right back up getting ready for next year because you know, there's all, you got to close everything out and then you got to get it all ramped up to start the process. uh, Especially the fundraising process and all that kind of stuff the next year. So it's, there's not a lot of not a lot of rest there, but uh, I'm going to
0: enjoy the next few weeks for sure over a break. And w- while the festival is going on, you you got films playing all over the place. So obviously, you're not in every, you can't see everything. What are you doing? You are you like are you administrative? Are you putting out fires? Are you? <laughs> yes,
1: I'm making people are in the right places at the right time. It's kind of like you're running four different venues, and we have a festival headquarters. So most of the time, I'm, I'm at the headquarters, and I'm just making sure everybody's where they need to be, and that um just overseeing some things and I, I this is the first festival that i don't think i had to do a q a so uh, uh that's good we had our jurors uh mostly doing a lot of the q a's and then uh, some of our staff um so i was able to just kind of make sure things were running and uh you know it's, it, it is like being at the the helm of a uh of a, a cruise ship, I would think, you know, and you're just trying to make
0: sure everything's going and it's without hitting an iceberg, <laughs> without hitting an iceberg yeah. <laughs> to use a, to use a film metaphor, let's not hit an iceberg or a historic metaphor. You mentioned the jurors. Um, obviously people connected to the industry or the festival, but in, in, any bigger names that were, that were here to, per, that our listeners might recognize. Well,
1: yeah. Um, so some of our jurors were, uh, Ethan Embry, who is an actor and Sonny Mabry, uh, out of Atlanta. They're both, uh, they live in Atlanta now, and he's known for uh,
0: Empire Records and um, some other things. But- uh, Ethan Embry, my little uh, guilty pleasure movie that I enjoy watching when it's on, it's one of those I, I kind of have to watch is That Thing You Do. Yeah. And Ethan Embry played the bass player, yeah. and his character didn't even have a name. If you watch the credits, they name him TB Player for the bass player. Yeah. That's a little <laughs> That's a little bit of movie trivia, but he's been in a lot of stuff. We'll have, I, to, I,
1: we'll have to have Ethan on as a guest soon. Um but now he's great. And a lot of people know him from his rusty and Vegas vacation. Right. Um, but anyway, he was one of our jurors, uh, uh, his lovely bride, Sonny Mabry, who was a fantastic actress and producer in her own right. Uh, and so they were here. Um, and then we had Patricia Selznick, who is the granddaughter of David O. Selznick, who directed Gone with the Wind. And she's she's in the film world as a producer and and doing some of her own things as well. Uh, she had a great time um, here. Um uh, uh Antonia Bogdanovich who is a filmmaker we played also played a retrospective of, of, of one of her films here that uh, she had retitled and re-released and uh obviously I mean she's a, a brilliant filmmaker in her our, our own right but the daughter of uh Peter Bogdanovich who directed Paper Moon oh, yeah. and uh, The Last Picture Show sure, yeah. his name's, his names a few and Polly Platt is her mother uh um uh, and then we had the niece of Sydney Portier. She was uh, back, Rowena Portier, who was over the Bahamas Film Commission, and so she was she was here uh, as a juror. So, and we had a lot of great jurors, and uh, um, it, it's great to see them come together. We put some industry people, we put some local people on these jurors, and we had our jury deliberations over at the Canoe House, which was our VIP room, and it was great to see like the jurors actually sit down in a room and like chat and talk about the films. And uh, we made them all come up, you know, write what they liked most about the film. And then we at the award show, we presented what, what the jury had to say about it. So that, that all went very well. And uh, it's a, it's a big process getting people, getting all the films. We have so many categories to get them all broken down and to get people to have watched them. And uh,
0: yeah, that, yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of films.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they were great. Uh, I think, we got a lot of people that want to return as jurors, so we'll, we'll look forward to putting. We're going to go ahead and start assembling our jury for next year.
0: Well, of course, the, the the most important thing is the festival itself. But I'm interested: what kind of feedback do you get from the Ethan Embry's and the I'm sorry, Miss Selznick uh, about Rome, Georgia, and oh, they're, they're the, they com-
1: they love it. They, you know, uh, it, during Riff, you it, the, the town is sort of the backdrop of the festival, the fabric of it uh and i think everybody likes that most of everything's in walking distance that we do here so when you're here they just you know they're just walking from the hotel to the party to wherever and uh you know frequenting downtown i think they find it charming uh so the feedback all feedback was positive i had several really nice notes from jurors about thank you notes, letters from for having them here and uh that's what we want to do we want to put the town best foot forward and let people go out and be ambassadors for, for Riff and for the community when they leave. So they'll go back and tell people the good things about Rome that you may not often hear.
0: About. Well, and the, the, yeah. And the, the films themselves, it's an eclectic mix. Like you mentioned, her name was Hester was sold out. So you did a, a, a encore performance of it. Um, tell folks about that.
1: So that was fantastic and a, a very emotional experience. Um, people, especially our out of town jurors that were all there at opening night, uh, lots of reviews about So the, the film itself, we had a local tie-in and a Barry College connection. And anyway, the family was out here. So after the film, we had 11 people on stage, I think, for the Q&A, including some of the the family that was featured in the film and uh, director Brian Campbell, who was on the, the podcast previously and Stacey Marshall, who the film kind of centers around. Uh, Kim Severson, who is the uh, film, or a food critic for the New York Times. Uh, she's the one, the reason that the, the film was on the front page of the New York Times or the, the story was on the front page of the New York Times so she was on the on the stage and so they had, after the the screening they had a great talk back uh and then um uh, the family sang some spiritual songs uh the Mosley family and that just I think everybody joined in and it was a very emotional spiritual moment there at the at the after the film screening and then we had a the after party here um right behind us where we're sitting at today and everybody came over and there was some more singing and it was just a it was like it was a spiritual night i'll just say it It was great and very well received by everyone so great kickoff great kickoff and then uh, we had to turn people away we had that was at the desoto theater so we did a uh partnered with the city of rome and did a uh, encore screening last week and we had another great turnout for that and uh um so everyone hopefully everyone got a chance to see it i'm sure that it'll be other opportunities to see it brian's still submitting to some other festivals and we'll, i'm sure he'll have a distribution plan for that film at some point
0: do you get any sleep during the festival itself or is the hay at, the hay in the barn at that point and you're just putting out little fires every day well
1: the, the hay is in the barn but we have our after parties go kind of late and i'm <laughs> i'm making sure that everyone's uh well, you're making sure you're at the after party <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm usually there but i'm also looking out for uh for everyone as well so uh um, make sure we gets home safely and that sort of stuff. So we, uh, yeah, we, but there's some sleepiness what the, the hay is mostly in the barn
0: at that point, I would say. But uh, the, the weeks leading up to it though, hectic. Oh,
1: very hectic. Yeah. And it's so like, I say, it is a year round, uh, planning event to, to make it happen. Uh, and that's just the culmination of a, a bunch of RIF staff and volunteers, hard work. Uh, we had a lot of great volunteers this year. We're always looking for volunteers. And, uh, you know, as we did all these, we had a bunch of screenings leading up to Riff this year, too. So that was challenging. Uh, so we're going to try to do more more this year-round kind of uh, presence and uh, more partnerships with films at the Auditorium and the DeSoto Theater.
0: Uh, that's a good idea. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Melissa Simpson of Film Impact Georgia. And the fact that that organization has the word impact in it makes me think, have you? Is there any way to quantify the economic impact for Rome? You know, we know how many people came, but you're talking about hotels and restaurants. And
1: there is a formula for that, and we've been we collected a lot of data on that. Uh, I don't exactly haven't seen the what the formula is. I think there's a formula of, of average person, the time they spend in Rome, plus the heads and beds, the hotels. So I haven't seen that in number. Uh, we did a survey after a 2017 festival. And I think we had a hundred and fifty thousand dollar economic impact just for the weekend uh, but I think we I think this one was bigger, so I haven't seen the process of those numbers yet but uh a hundred and fifty thousand right maybe it's more than that I can't remember yeah I'm well, not a numbers guy
0: well, so, so it's it's more than just an artistic event it's an economic event for oh,
1: for the area absolutely we see it as an economic development engine uh, and a great promotion for the area and i I think that there's the film are so diverse and there's such a wide range of what you can do with film and how it brings people together and you get people in a room together that you, you don't normally get together, but it also gets a lot of good press. Uh, So it is a a chance to shine the spotlight on the town and, and, and bring groups together and, and, you know, that you wouldn't often get together in a room. And so I think that that's one of the special things a film festival can do for a town.
0: Well, in the films themselves, without going down the long list, if anybody's interested in the winners, you can go find it on social media. on On the Riff social media presence, as the winners were announced. Yes. Um, but like, what what are some of the more intriguing films that, like you, um, that maybe you saw or maybe you didn't see, but yeah. you just heard by word of mouth, like your your documentary well, winner? There
1: was a lot of buzz about the film Unspoken, um, uh, and that was I think we were the first or maybe the second time it screened uh, in North America. And, um, first the Georgia premiere for sure. And that was kind of a controversial film. It was uh, slated to be at Sundance last year and it was pulled for some controversial reasons. So, um, anyway, we, we got the screen and I, I wasn't at the screening, but there was a lot of buzz surrounding that.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. What's the name of it again? Uh, unspoken. Okay. Oh, oh, oh,
1: the, I'm sorry. The unredacted,
0: the unredacted, the
1: unredacted. Okay. I'm sorry. We had another film uh, the unspoken, which was part of our diversity and inclusion. And that was another great film uh, so we had a lot of great documentaries this year. So, uh, the underdacted won a best, uh, documentary film, uh, from the jurors. Uh, so then, then that one, that one was very, like everyone I heard was talking about it for days. People are still talking about it when I see them. Uh, well, Cause I
0: haven't seen it. Obviously I'm intrigued by it, but it, that was the kind of explore, exploration of terrorism. Why? Yeah.
1: And then, um, so it was formerly called Jihad rehab and Meg, uh, Smocker, the director, uh, Kind of infiltrated some in some controversial ways, I, I suppose, to get get some of the interviews that she did, and the footage was uh, uh, alarming and interesting and not what you would expect. Uh, so I'm sure this film will get distribution at some point. So be on the lookout for it. The uh, the unredacted. Um, some of our other uh, films um, were, were we had I mean, well, we have obviously had a lot of great films, a lot of great short films uh there's a film i really like called the civil dead that was a a comedy uh that played that was one of my favorites that i got to see um so uh then we had our tours at the the krill house and the claremont house as well the stranger things all right we had a uh that was so people really enjoyed seeing that which recently just sold i think hardy 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 realty probably had a hand in that (laughs) they they did (laughs) um uh, so that's interesting to see what happens there but I think that was great for uh, people to get a chance to experience that and we had uh, uh, something scary did a podcast live podcast from the DeSoto Theater in a, in a seance that was interesting wow <laughs> she's been they've been posting they they also did some filming at the at the Claremont so they've they've posted some of that there. Blair Bathory who is one of our staples here at Riff and helps plan and do a lot of things and she she runs that podcast so they, their team came in from the west coast and uh and, and did a lot of cool stuff there so they're, they're, that's on their social media if you watch yeah it.
0: i don't think people realize how how spread spread out the people involved are that you get, you get to come and and you know the filmmakers themselves great it's you know the, the the local connections are great but riff is getting this you're getting this brand out there man
1: oh yeah we're growing every year and it's uh i think the best is yet to come next year's going to be our 20th anniversary so we're looking forward to making a uh a really big deal about it so all
0: right so let's going. let's um let's reach out to melissa simpson here you want to get her on the phone yeah we're gonna bring in melissa film impact georgia
1: and we are joined now by uh someone who's very special to me um has been in the trenches with me at riff for many times and is a uh, a brilliant filmmaker in her own right and she is the uh, she is now with Film Impact Georgia, a nonprofit. Uh, and I'll let Melissa Simpson introduce herself and tell you a little bit about Film Impact Georgia. Welcome,
0: Melissa.
2: Hi. First of all, thank you all for having me today. Um, Thanks
0: for joining us. Uh,
2: my name is Melissa Simpson. I am the executive director of Film Impact Georgia. Uh, Film Impact Georgia is a nonprofit that was started in early 2019 by myself and uh, my co founder, Molly Coffey. Um, essentially, we wanted to create uh, an organization to build better foundations for independent creators based in Georgia. Um, we'd seen a lot of wins as far as uh, studio production moving to Georgia, um, but that hadn't necessarily led to wins in the independent community. Um, so we started off uh, and our original goal was to give two $5,000 grants a year. Um, and we actually just uh, closed our seventh cycle and announced our winner. So in the last three years, we've now given thirty five thousand dollars to short filmmakers. Wow! Um, in a, in addition to our short film grant, uh, we do educational programs, networking events, community events, and uh, we're hoping to launch our first feature film development lab in twenty twenty three. So we're really excited.
1: Yeah. And you just had the uh, your first film summit as well that I was in attendance at.
2: That's true. Um, what,
0: is so, a film, what is a film summit for somebody like me who does not know?
2: <laughs> sure. Uh, so to give a little bit of background, uh, earlier this year, uh, I believe it was in June, we had a filmmaker roundtable. Um, essentially where we invited the filmmakers in our community out to talk to us and uh, tell us about their wins and their pain points. Um, we broke into small groups uh, to allow folks to really kind of get to know each other. And we decided out of that that we also wanted to do something similar with the organizations and leaders within the state. Um, So this year we started small, um, and uh, December 3rd was the date of our film summit. Essentially, we got together, um, I believe there were like 35, 40 uh, different organizations and leaders present. Um, And we talked about some of the things that are going on in the state of Georgia, as well as um, where we hope to see ourselves in the next 15 years. Um, We talked about uh, green production. Uh, We discussed diversity and inclusion. Um, We had uh, Dan Rosenfeld come out and talk about um, Electric Owl Studios, which is going to be one of the greenest studios in the world um, when they open in May of 2023. Um, And we just basically had an opportunity for folks to have open discussion and really get to know each other, and also um, hopefully to start working together um, to create more wins for the state of Georgia. Yeah.
1: And so, one of the things that, for those who aren't in the film industry, Georgia is a production hub of sorts, uh, but a lot of the, the filmmakers themselves, you know, the content it still comes from companies in LA, New York, London, wherever. And so we're trying part of what Riff does. And I think this is where film impact Georgia plugs in well with festivals is we're trying to foster the voice of Georgia filmmakers, uh, people that are here. And we're trying to support our own filmmakers uh, that are independent so that we can, you know, start producing those content creators that are telling the stories, um, you know, our people from Georgia. And that's, what film impact Georgia was created and kind of helped to fill that necessity of, of, of fostering all the, all the tools that Georgia filmmakers need uh, to, to do that and connect them to the right resources. And uh, so anyway, it's, it's this great organization and it's wonderful to the film summit was wonderful to see all the people that, that film impact Georgia brings to the table. And, and then it's great always to get those festival heads and educational uh, people all in the same room and studios and, talk about things and see what uh, what we can do to formulate a plan to build and to, and to support our filmmakers. And
2: it was yeah. very exciting for me. Um, not only did we have uh, a great Atlanta presence, um, which I'm based in Atlanta, um, but we also had um, Seth and Jessica from Georgia Highlands College. Uh, so we had Rome represented. We had um, Columbus represented. We had Valdosta represented um, because our mission goes beyond just the city of Atlanta. Our mission really is for the state of Georgia.
1: And it's great to see there's, it's great to see those communities. Um, and I think that's part of the challenge with, with the film industry is to, to get outside of Atlanta. Um, I think we got to figure out a way to, to some of some of these other communities are, are building um you know studios and things now, so it's going to be interesting to see how how that plays out and how production uh, affects these other communities. Because I know there's a lot of workforce here that would would love not to have to go to Atlanta to to stay in Rome or in Columbus or in Macon and, and work on films.
0: So absolutely, Melissa. Um, Melissa, what um what is your background?
2: Um, my background is a little bit of everything. Um. I went to I went to school um to get a film degree. My specialty was in producing. Um I went to the University of North Georgia um and uh, graduated in twenty seventeen. Uh I went to school a little bit later uh than the average bear. Um essentially uh when I, I first met my husband, uh, he was in film school and um, I helped support him through his degree. And then uh, in 2009, the market crashed when he uh, graduated. So it took a couple of years for him to be able to get a job in the industry. Um, he actually now works on studio films in uh, the locations department. Um, and then I went to school and graduated in 2017, um, with a degree in film and digital media. While I was in school and, um, I was producing short films, I ended up kind of getting swept into the film festival world, um, because it turns out, uh, producing a film festival is very similar to producing a film. Um, it's lots of schedules. Uh, budget, people management, Um, and I was one of the founding directors of the Georgia Film Festival, which is hosted each year at the University of North Georgia. Um, And then I went on from there to work for Terminus Conference and Festival, Um, and then I worked for uh, the Rome International Film Festival. I worked, let's see, my first year was, I believe, 2017, I came on as the operations operations manager, and uh, that was uh, the Bert year for everyone uh, who knows the festival. Um, so that was a very exciting year to to get involved with Rift. And then in 2018, I returned and worked as the associate director. Um, so I was Seth's right hand that year. <laughs>
1: yeah and uh, i've i've been lobbying her to come back ever since <laughs> yeah what's the problem
2: <laughs> well there's you know my my career has uh has gone many paths now um,
0: <laughs> sometimes that happens
2: i did i did work for the festival in twenty nineteen in a smaller role and um other than twenty twenty one when i was um I've been to the festival every year since and uh, was so happy to come up this year and, and help moderate some panels and um, you know, every once in a while, like help clean up a table or something. Cause once you work somewhere, you work there forever.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> Melissa, how did I would like to get your opinion of having worked in a ton of film festivals, including the Atlanta Jewish film festival. You forgot to mention that one. Uh, how did you, uh, how do you see festivals playing into Film Impact Georgia's mission.
2: Oh, film festivals are a huge part of the independent film ecosystem. Um yeah, I've I also worked for the Atlanta Film Festival. Um, so I've 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 worked most in the film festivals in the state of Georgia at this point. <laughs> and film festivals are a great way for Filmmakers to get their work in front of audiences. Um, they're a great place for filmmakers to come and network, to meet other professionals, to um, team up with other filmmakers. Um, I, I really think they're essential to our ecosystem, um, which, you know, connecting filmmakers and, and helping their careers get off the ground is essential to Film Impact Georgia's mission.
1: Yeah, and I think the festivals are the great the best place for for to plug in for Georgia filmmakers, especially new Georgia filmmakers, to find their tribe, so to speak. And Film Impact Georgia does a great job of, of helping connect filmmakers that way.
2: Absolutely. Um, and I am a huge fan of obviously everyone loves You know, the big three festivals or big five festivals, but really the best, in my personal opinion, the best festivals are those, um, regional and local festivals. Um, these are festivals that will actually take care of you, that will, that are actually genuinely invested in, in you as a creator. Um, Riff is one of my favorite festivals because it is truly known as a filmmakers festival, which means you oftentimes will help with travel or accommodations. Um, you'll always have a VIP room going, uh, so filmmakers can connect with each other and other important folks at the festival. You'll put on incredible parties and just have general activities that some of the bigger festivals don't have. Um, And that's one of the reasons why Riffit has such a special place in my heart.
0: Well, and it's interesting. If I'm I'm reading this right, kind of as the novice in the room that doesn't know a lot about the industry, even though I consider myself a film buff, um, you kind of – so it sounds like you saw a need in the Georgia film community. And and that was the genesis for – Film Impact Georgia and it's interesting you put the state's name in it as opposed to you know a town because so you, so you y'all saw this need to create i guess uh, more opportunities for the smaller the independent filmmakers
2: Absolutely um And so I'm you're Georgia. you're
0: you're trying to fill that need by creating connectivity and things like that for people and the grants themselves of course
2: Yes Um I am Georgia born and raised Um, I grew up in Cumming, Georgia, and then went to college in uh, Oakwood or Beansville, Georgia. Um, I currently now live in Atlanta. Um, And the the state of Georgia means so much to me. I have seen so many incredibly talented creators and filmmakers um, in this state that are not getting enough support to really launch their careers. Um, you know, it's really wonderful that we had such a, a, a boon in production here. Um, but in order for our industry to be fully fleshed out, we need creators based here, creating content here and telling their stories, the stories of Georgia, the stories of the Southeast. Um, you know, for many years, we've had extractive storytelling, um, places like L.A. and New York coming and telling the stories of the South. And it, it's really time that those stories are told by Southerners yeah. and by Georgia. Yeah, sometimes,
0: so, those, sometimes those stories don't reflect accurately. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
1: it also, if you go to filmimpactgeorgia.org, if you're a, a creator, and I, I often tell my students about this as well, but there's a Georgia resource and a creator's resource where you list lots of uh, a filmmaker toolkit and how to get involved with the grants and lab, uh, labs, and the filmmaker toolkit does everything. It lists you the forms you need to, like, how to make a film. It tells you how to budget a film. It gives you all the, the contracts that you need to do and kind of a checklist of all the things that you need to do. So, and all those those templates that are very useful for all the filmmakers that are, that don't that are first time filmmakers, or uh, maybe even um, you know returning filmmakers that maybe didn't do some things right the first time. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot all the Dill memos and uh, you know things you need to know about the distribution and uh, all the different organizations are listed there um, they can help you. So it's a great resource for, for filmmakers and students. So I I try to push it out there as much as I can. And that's all at FilmImpactGeorgia.org. Um, yeah. And our, yeah. And what, what's, do you have social media tag?
2: Of course. Uh, we are film impact, Georgia on Facebook, uh, all spelled out same on Instagram, on Twitter. We're film impact, GA, um, be perfectly honest i'm not sure how much longer we're going to be on twitter but we're there for now um and yeah as beth mentioned homeimpactgeorgia.org has our toolkit has tons of resources um we are constantly trying to break down the barriers of entry into filmmaking um i was lucky enough to be able to put myself through film school um but i don't believe that that's the path for everyone um And, you know, not everyone has that opportunity. So our toolkit was essentially everything that I either created or collected while I was in film school. Um, But also, you know, if you are in film school or or in a film program, um, it's also just a great resource of everything all in one place. Yeah.
1: Well, Yes, it is. And thank you for doing it. And you and Molly and Charles, you, all, you all have all done a great job. And uh, we're big supporters of the festival as well. And uh, so we're, we're grateful to have you. And we were uh, delighted to be able to uh, help support the grant initiative uh, this year from Riff. So hopefully we can plug in more and do more things in the future with Film Impact Georgia.
2: Absolutely. Uh, we would love to have a filmmaker roundtable and bring it to Rome and get uh, the Northwestern Georgia filmmakers out, um, to again, talk about their wins and their pain points, um, from, you know, being Northwestern filmmakers.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's a, it's a done deal. We'll do it in 2020, which is also Riff's 20th anniversary. 2020,
0: 2023.
1: <laughs> 2023 is our 20th anniversary. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm a living in the past. Um, so, I don't
2: think any of have ever gotten out of 2020. So, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: but anyway, Melissa, thank you for joining us, and 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 it's always a pleasure to talk to you and and hear your voice. So we'll uh, we're going to wrap it up here. But um, anyway, any any last plug you want to give for Film Impact Georgia?
2: Um, so I mentioned that we just closed our seventh grant cycle. We'll be opening our eighth grant cycle for the spring of 2023 uh in January. So definitely follow us on social media so that way you see when we uh open our submissions again.
1: Awesome. And it's filmimpactgeorgia.org for those of you who want to find them on the web. And anyways, we're going to wrap
0: it up, Roger. Beautiful. Thanks for joining us, Melissa. We appreciate it.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having
0: me. Thank you. All right, Seth, any final thoughts? Well, be on the
1: lookout for lots of information coming out of riff in the new year. Um we have we'll have some announcements to make and we'll start planning for Riff uh 2023 the 20th anniversary of Riff um so it's going to be a big festival it's going to be a big year we we're, we're looking for all the community support that's going to it's going to be an outpouring of community support and it's going to be a great fun event
0: yeah and it's a it's a, a one weekend event for Romans but a year round project for you well <laughs> and
1: next year we are talking about expanding it to two weekends so Oh talking about it talking about we haven 't officially we, will, we have listed the dates of the i think it 's November ninth through November the eighteenth of next year, but the first weekend 'll still be the big weekend
0: and there 'll be some opportunities for some encores and some other events that 's a little for, bit of breaking news, a little breaking news there <laughs> all right well uh, thanks Seth, and we want to thank Melissa again for joining us. Uh, This has been the Rome International Film Festival podcast presented by Manco Logistics here in Rome, Georgia. You can find more about them by going to their website at mancolog.com, M-A-N-C-O-L-O-G.com. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios on Broad Street in downtown Rome, Georgia, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thank you so much for listening.